Welcome to The Blend. the day has settled for you and that good rest awaits you. I'm Key. I'm Pete. Are you Pete? I think so. <laughs> How you feeling about this Thursday then, Pete? Today's Thursday? Yes, it is. Then I like it. Okay, great. I like it too. You know, with, with, uh, with everything, change is inevitable and sometimes that requires growth in the case of our podcast, demand required a uh, change in day. So a little closer to the weekend, did you know listeners are ready for nuggets and gems to marinate on to prepare for that uh, that incoming week, or quite honestly, get ready for the weekend or a productive end of the week. Either way, the blend got you. Yeah, because last time it was like, uh, it was on Wednesdays, that's home day. Yeah, and there's really, a lot going on on Wednesdays. Well, it too. forces you to stop what you're doing. Because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that she used to. Okay. okay I look funny. We all making money, see? Okay. Well, I hope you're ready for me. So, you know what? On that note, you, the today. The dance. Oh, I'm sorry. You good? You good? It's like, your I chance like to do the hump. Uh, great. Uh, on the Thursday. That's because Friday's tomorrow. I do the hump, the hump. Everybody dancing on Thursday evenings. I know, right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. So, see, I do the hump, the hump. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You good? You good? <laughs> So, you know, today's episode is going to touch on that very thing, you know, change, the idea of change and adjustment, man. You know, we'll we'll kick it off with a note on the literary. Last week, uh, listeners, you heard me give some insight to the different segments. It was three segments that we are going to basically dive into, and it's really the root and crux of, you know, the whole title of the podcast, Where the Work Day and Every Day Meet the Literary. Um, but as you know from the past week's episode, Pete and I are going to be sliding in the pod those three different segments that touch on work-life blend, of course, um, and the segment that goes over the message and the music, that's going to be your favorite. You just busted out in a song and we didn't even, you know, we didn't even plan for that. She see you. See what I'm saying? Um, and then, of course, the literary. Each of these segments we found and our listeners um, also always seems to intersect with life in such a profound way. Those three specific um, topics, or I guess segments again. And so that is definitely worthy of real and authentic discussion. So, uh, you know, that's what we're going to be chopping it up about today. We're going we gonna to take it to the literary and talking about change man and this episode is called seriously though like seriously seriously you 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 ain't gonna change because you just that's just you are you for real are you for real (laughs) (laughs) let's get it and that's why the squirrel stole his wallet you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm clowning today. I, I had to do it. The start, but that was a funny. That was a punchline to the joke. How did you know I was getting ready to open my open my mouth? I'm good. I'm in tune. Uh, I, I you see, you You're in tune with the infinite. I am. Nice. So, love, we talking about you know 
the literary right mm -hmm. around this whole topic of uh, changing the idea of change and adjustment. So I read on a post today um, by a friend from the poetry circuit that was so on point and actually aligned with our discussion uh, for this podcast. Um, Enlighten and, me. And like I said, it was so on point as related to change and basically changing for the better, mm -hmm. elevate mm -hmm. in a nutshell. Right. And so one of the most profound things um, that was in his mention on this post was the need for people to basically, you know, what I'm saying, stop saying this is just who I am or I'm not going to change. Deal with it. It's me. This is me. Things like that. And he went on to explain, you know, basically in summary that the ideals that we might pick up on uh, as a result of what we experience in life, whether it is due to family dynamics social influences, whatever, um, music influence, whatever, you know, might, might contribute to that. Those are the things that we basically can't keep in our back pockets as a reason to not change. So man, shout out to Michael Monster Harris. I actually performed with him, um, at the cultural center in Oak Cliff a couple of years back and, and he's on point as usual. So, you know, we, you know, what's your take on that? Because over the years we've discussed this at great length sometimes as it related to even ourselves. Um, you know, but that's, that's kind of where we going with this, man. I keep hearing people say, Oh, 2020 vision is my year of clarity. This is my, you know, um, my year of just basically doing doing things not only just intentionally and and that's that's what i'm saying right like i mean what better tagline mean 2020 i know it sounds corny but for real man enough with all the dumb stuff get clear on some things make sure you draw a line in the sand with stuff whether that's with your friends your family whatever and sometimes that means you have to change so when i saw that point that he made in that post i said man that is what we mean by the literary actual things that people have written or have posted or have said <clears throat> we gonna we gonna dive into those things and it just so happened it was right in alignment so man again shout out to michael monster harris uh for that one it's real i'm gonna share it on my on my uh on my social media too because i mean he put it real and raw way um that people need to people need to check that out but what are your thoughts on that you know those uh, bomb pops? Yeah. Yeah, I don't do those. I'm sucker free oh, in yeah, 2020. Yeah, you did say sucker free. Was that episode episode one, season two? That's going to be episode, every episode. Right, right, right. You know okay. what I'm saying? That's, that's where I'm at with it. No, no, no. I need to drive it home. I'm put it in the back seat, put a seatbelt on it, and drive home. Okay. Anyway, uh, to answer your, your question, it's... You know how I feel about this, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like I said, we talk at great lengths. Sometimes you saying, hey, you can't just keep saying that's just the way I am. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, nobody home, should say but that. it's very relevant. Because nobody's perfect, right? right. You know I mean, there's always things you can do to better yourself. So, to just stop at a certain point in your life and say, you know what? The hell with it. This is the best the world is going to get. You know when you can do that? When? 67 years old. 60, not 60, not 61, 62, Like a 62, true 67 is when you can just tell the whole world you can kiss my natural ass and <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Why 67? Because who's going to argue with a 67-year-old? Hey, some people will in foolishness. Yeah, and they look really bad. I just said in foolishness. Exactly. So, 
60, you can still kind of, you can't really get away with 67, you can get away with it. But for everybody else under the age of 67, mm-hmm. shame on you if you're saying, hey, this is just who I am. And I'm not saying it for great things because we all have great things, but nobody ever uses that excuse for anything good. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever says, uh, hey, um, I can't think of nothing, but, you know, why are you so great? Oh, that's just the way I am. Yeah. Nobody says that and means it. So when people mean it, it's because it's like, hey, kiss my ass. I'm not going to change. You <laughs> yeah. know, so I mean, think about you. You like talking about work. So uh-huh. think about oh, what a work meets the literary. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, like I did that. Like what I did there. So like, think about people that you have encountered in the professional world who are like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me about, like, how you feel about those people and how far you think they're going to go. What I've observed. I can't say what I know because I haven't worked in every environment nor every industry. Well, that's and from I'm your not perspective. All-knowing. But again, again, what I have observed for people that have that mindset, like, hey, deal with it. This is me. They tend to push people out that could help them elevate. I have observed people that are that way in the work, um, you know, the work element, not just, you know, the current, but in, in previous, previous uh, experiences as it relates to work, man, I've seen um, them be stagnated and not understand why. I have seen people um, not understand why won't they, you know, call on me for this, that, or the other. I have seen... Uh, Man, I've seen people just wallow in their own ego. Ego, yes, what I was going to use. Man, and and you know what? (laughs) Things that I tell people that I have the privilege, and it is a privilege when you're in a position to lead others or manage others or help, help help their days be better because of the contributions you make to, to, to kind of quarterback the BS for them, right? I thrive in that, like I thrive in that role. But one of the greatest things that I like to um, make them understand is aside from the operational piece, egos get so involved in the workday, right? And I always tell my team, I tell my team now, I tell told my team this when I worked at other companies, I'll tell my teams this, you know, in my own business and whether it's consultancy or anybody, mentor or mentees, I say, once you can master the operational side of what you do and you can master managing egos, you're golden. But that means you got to put your own ego in check. And sometimes you have to understand where you need to change. So that's where I've seen that. Well, it's crazy because like for me personally, I think I'm great. You know yeah. what? <laughs> I don't have an ego at all. No? No, not at all. Mm. No, everybody has an ego though, right? Like everybody's got something mm-hmm. that they're like about themselves that they're guarding, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's your ego, you know? But I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's, 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 I hate to say, I hate to use the word lazy. I really do. But I feel it's lazy and I feel it's, it's. Lackadaisical. Nah, it's just just lazy. Complacent. It's beyond complacent. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. Because let, let's give the example you gave, right? Like, mm-hmm. these people want the best out of you. 
But they right. don't want to give you But they don't want to give you their best. They don't want to give you their yeah. progress. They want you to progress. Talking my language. And not progress in a good way, progress in a way to where you can deal with them. They want you to meet you meet them where they're at. Right. You know, but they don't want to, you know, extend the helping hand. So it's I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. Yeah. So, you know, I was reflecting when I saw that post. I said, man, you know, when we were in a growth phase of being transparent for a good minute, that's something I, I would say, like, listen, dude, this is just how I am, man. Babe, you would this never. Is, this, is, this is what I've been through. You would never. This is what I persevered through. I'm a strong, independent black woman. This You, you can't tell me nothing because this is what I, I had to bust through these walls. I had to do this. I had to do that. And the more, the older I got, the mature I got, and daughters will do something to you now. I ain't even going to fake the phone. Kids will do something to you, but daughters? Shout out to the little kids. Woo! Listen, ladies, you got daughters, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, even dads, man, but, but you see yourself in them, but you also see where you want to make sure they don't go. As it relates to you saying, oh, that's just the way I am. You know, that's the biggest gut check. That's the biggest, um, that is the biggest checkpoint or it was in my life to say, yeah, you can't keep just being like, hey, this is just how I am. This is how I was raised. Yeah, when you know better, you do better. And I remember you would say, you can't keep saying you're just not this. You're just not hey, that. Hey, put some bass in you your voice. You got to work it out. And I and would I hate like when you said that as related to like building our relationship, oh, making it sure. stronger. I'm being transparent. Hopefully this can help somebody. I can see like, through you right up. now. I could do it mm -hmm. in work. Mm -hmm. I could do it in a professional field, but I had to work on that thing when it came to relationship. I ain't even gonna lie. So one of the things in his post was, you know, you can't, and, and, and I see this in a lot of people now, and I'm like, man, you wonder why. But you can't not change. You can't say they got to love me just like I am. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But who are you? Who is the real vulnerable you without Bingo. the walls, without Bingo. the brick and mortar? And that is Domino. that takes some time. Domino. Domino. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me? No, no, no. I'm listening. Are you saying I just laid the domino down? No, no. I said bingo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I said Uno, and then I said Domino. Well, I mean, but, but you're wrong, I'm, I'm being, sure. I'm being 100% transparent, 100% real, man. That's one of the things that I've seen. Let's let's strip work out of this for a second and just talk about, you know, the family dynamics. I think the most important thing in any household, when you want to see a generation of game changers, and you're in a position to raise a child in an environment, whether you're getting ready to be a parent or you're already a parent. Um, one of the biggest things I've learned for me, and I think this might help other people as it relates to relationships, but when you want to see something different happen, you got to kind of inspect yourself and say, well, am, am I contributing in a way that people can actually observe me and change the way they think about themselves or change the way that they feel like they should be interacting with other people? Like Ooh. you can't say, uh... You can't say, oh, this is how I am. This is how my mom raised me. And she did a pretty good job because look at me now. I got this. I got that. I got this one for me. Yeah, but you're lonely. 
or 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 whatever it is yeah. it, there's you you got to take a step back and say man why am i still going through this same thing and that process is not fun but it can be it can be fun once you realize okay i'm i'm elevate elevate when you realize that that's the end game like you really soak that in it's not a daunting task but it's 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 not a game though we have to ask ourselves why we do some of the stupid stuff that we do, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I think I brought up the other uh, one podcast about black eyed peas. I'm not calling it stupid, I don't want to get wait, what beat up by the black delegation, <laughs> black uh, delegation. but the black eyed peas in New Year, we do it because it's good luck, we do it because it's good luck, mm-hmm. and that's it, like. And so it's street, baby, baby, eat your black eyed peas. Man, I'm cool on that shit. Like, I don't want no damn black eyed peas. <laughs> I don't. I don't oh, like you them. you talking about the New Year's yeah. dinner and... And all all people can say is, it's good luck. Coins in them. Don't know why you're doing it. It's just because oh, it's tradition. Coins in the pot. Yeah, you want a little dirty ass penny or nickels in the bottom <laughs> of your already gross <laughs> black eyed you. peas. But okay. no, nah, so, but we do things... Mm-hmm. And not realizing why we do things, right. right? Like, some people grew up getting spanking, so you spank your kids. Yeah. Too strong. You know, too strong. I'm not telling people to do it. I'm not telling them not, not to do it. I agree with from time to time. You got to choke a little kid out. I'm hey, just man. kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Not like in a real way. In a soulful way. You know, like my mom used to tell me. Never mind. Anyway. I Go don't outside get and get the switch. No, with no switches. It was like Go wrestling moves. I choke you half to death. You know, something like that. Half to death. Not all the way. Just halfway to there. So you know what? That that listen we joke, but like how how big of an influence or, or how how can people or how have you observed people to be able to uh to get around that particular type of influence? When we gonna take a quick break, we come back, we're gonna jump into oh, that. I'm finna let it that was down. another that was another piece of, of that Thor. post. You know, literally it, it it explained, you know, like you can't some people grew up seeing what the family dynamics looks like in a two-parent household some people did not some people grew up in a situation where you know you were influenced by the uncles or the aunts and you thought this is what it should look like or you thought that hey once this person is out of my life forget everybody else because i can't depend on everybody else but you don't change and you don't grow that way and especially if you know that you deserve better, you have to be able to commit to yourself to change and look at things a little bit different. So we'll take a quick, quick, uh, quick blend break. You like that? See. Si. Yeah, a quick blend break. And then we come back. We're going to chop it up on that one. And they said, fool, that's why you owe me $18.37. <laughs> that was hilarious. But anyway, as it relates to... <laughs> What we were talking about before the break. You don't like my jokes? You good? I mean, I'm on I'm on a roll here today you with good. these jokes. You know how I am when I get in my in, in my uh, development series mode, but you, you good. All right. We have to live, laugh, and love. Yeah. You know what I'm I, saying? I don't disagree with you. Or whatever. I'm, Do you, boo? Little deal say. Do so anyway, so I, I saw, since we're talking about what we've seen on uh, social media, so I saw one on Instagram that said, stop yelling at your kids and mm-hmm. stop yelling at your kids before they go to school and expect them to have a great day mm. it didn't work for you it's not gonna work for your kids too and I was like man so I just think about like 
And it's like, I get it, right? We all have to manage stress. Getting kids ready for school is stressful. But it's something that we have to manage. And remember the kids. So fussing at the kids. Uh, I remember how I used to get my hair brushed in the morning. And, that, you know, that, that's something that I would like to do a study on. I'm not going to do it, but I would like hair to do brushing? a study on. Not hair brushing, but just the whole uh, mother to daughter doing passing of the hair. Ooh, doing the hair. Oh, You know, I have a background in hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I would do people's hair, people were like, oh, you're so gentle. Or they say, I'm not tender-headed. I'm not tender-headed. I'm like, okay. You might not be tender-headed, but why should I yank your head around in the process of doing it? Like, what's the See, point? I don't think the yanking is intentional. It is the expeditiousness of making sure you get that head done so nobody is late for their next obligation and or responsibility. But does it have to be a painful <clears throat> process? It doesn't. I'm just saying. I know, I got you. But but that's, that's the whole point, right? And so, because you could handle it, mm-hmm. you pass it on to your kids. Because you went through that and you survived. And your kids do it to their daughters. Because they didn't survive. And it's just kind of like, eh. When does it stop? Yeah. Like, when, when do any of these things stop, right? Like, for instance, the choice not to spank your kids. You know, Aaron Foster said, hey, I'm not taking my children to church because I want their faith to be their choice. Who said this? Aaron Foster. And I'm paraphrasing big time, but... Oh, okay. It was a very interesting article about why he does not take his kids to church. Because mm. he wants them to be able to choose. Okay. And I'm not telling people to do that, but what I am saying is the choice of saying, you know what? I don't know why I do this, but for whatever reason, eh, I should probably do something different. Yeah. And it, start, it starts with self-reflection. Right. Because you look at some of the things in your life that's like, okay, why do I have a short temper or why do I yell or why am I violent or why am I this or why am I that? And no knock to any of the parents. I think parents for the most part really do the best they can with what they're equipped with. But to your point, if you want to see that change, you have to make it. I mean, period. You have to put yourself in a position to say, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And damn it. That's why I don't eat black eyed peas on New Year's. Did you eat them your whole life? I did. On New Year, really? Yeah. Oh. I used to get in trouble, so it'd be like, just eat twelve then. Yeah, one for every month. Up with some butter beans. But you eat butter beans for good luck. You eat black eyed peas for good luck. Oh, so there you go. I'm just saying though, like that, that's that, the. So now you 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 see what you just did? No, I know what I just did. But what I'm trying to tell you is, the tradition. Keyword. Let's talk about tradition and and change. As a people, but overall as humanity, how how crippling is tradition when we start talking about... You okay, tell me. You tell me. We need to... I want no, you to answer I, this. I, you can ask me in a minute, but I'm asking you right now. Okay. How crippling is tradition on the prospect that, okay, clearly there's some things that need to change. What have you seen? The in, what have you seen in terms of impact of tradition as it relates to people needing to change but want? Well, I mean, I'm not a traditionalist. I'm just not. But okay. at the same time, mm-hmm. at the same time, though, I understand why tradition is important to a lot of people mm-hmm. because tradition is memories. 
even if it's beyond, hey, we did this because we always done it. You always remember somebody doing a certain thing, right? Like when we all get together for, you know, Christmas or New Year's, just sometimes on a random day when we get together with my parents and we play cars, right? And I'm singing. Mm-hmm. And my mom normally punches me in the face because she hates my singing. I'm a witness. So, but that's tradition, right? I'm going to sing and she's going to punch me in the face. And everybody laughs at it. And one day when we all move on, our kids will be like, oh, it was so crazy because, you know, Gigi used to punch daddy in the face because he couldn't sing. And she sounded like Joe Jackson. Shout out to Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, I'm gonna get these notes right, Mama. I promise. I, I promise. Love, rest, rest, rest. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> but I mean, that's still. But it's a tradition. You know, see what I'm saying? Like it's something that we know is going to happen, and it's funny, and we can look forward to it. But some other traditions is kind of like, you know, uh, the birthday licks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I never got them, but we would always try to do it at school to beat the hell out of somebody because it was their birthday. Oh man, hey. that's so sad. Hey, birthday licks to get it how you live but my birthday rice shout out to Lil Rel come on love stay focused here <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> you opened that one up sorry I did. but no so again there's nothing wrong with tradition I mean by, by far there's nothing wrong with tradition but I won't even call it tradition it's just certain things that we do mm-hmm. that might necessarily be not necessarily be good for you or can be toxic you know, and we just pass it on because it's natural to us. Mm. You know, and that's why a lot of people don't understand. Like, I mean, I could go into like the Michael Vick situation, but it's beyond just a one-time thing. It's something that if you've seen it for so long, mm-hmm. do you know it's wrong? And even if you know it's wrong, we've all watched our parents speed. We say, ah, when I get my car, by golly, I'm never going to speed. No. First thing you get your ass in your car and do is see how fast you can go in it. You know it's wrong. Huh? I said that's what I'm doing. What you doing? Seeing how fast my car go. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm safe. <laughs> okay. I've never driven over 55 miles per hour in my life. Okay. I'm that guy. Hey, be the change you want to see in the world, Pete. I don't want to see that change <laughs> at all. We need to raise the speed limits to 100. But no, seriously, um, so a lot of times people are doing things they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that, again, you've seen it for so long, you lived it for so long, it's been a part of you for so long. But at some point you have to ask yourself, hey, is this wrong? Should I be doing this? And how can I change it? And it does. It starts with your kids. If you don't have kids, it starts with the kids that look up to you. Mm-hmm. It starts with telling your family members, hey, such and such is crazy. That's <laughs> not just him. Oh, that's just such and such. No, such and such is a nutcase. And such and such needs help. That's not just such and such. Like that kind of stuff. Like we have to stop doing that. Yeah. So, you know, like for instance, and this is something completely off subject, but just talking about tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, I told the kids, I'm like, hey, let's scrap Christmas and let's just go to Jamaica. Hey, every year. Let's, let's do Christmas and New Year's in Jamaica. Yeah, man. And we all for that. The oldest one was like, cool, because she gets money. She doesn't care. <laughs> the little one was like, daddy, no. <laughs> Until we start talking about remember. The little one and my mother, the two joins. <laughs> they were like, nah, we're not feeling this, man. Sorry. 
Because yeah. one's a traditionalist and the other one likes gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. But you know but what? Going. It's going back to that. One of the things I think that, um, that it's kind of like, and, I, and and this is going off the beaten path, right, of the, the topic of change, but it, it really is relevant. You know how you say when people are visiting a place mm-hmm. and you see nowadays everybody is so busy with trying to capture that moment on their phones mm-hmm. and not being in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think as a society, that is one big thing that everybody realizes, but because they feel like they have to, I don't know, and not maybe they don't feel like, they're not obligated. I don't think people feel obligated to share that, but that's just the culture of things now. But if people take a step back and say, man, what about this moment am I going to remember the most? If I go to a Jamaica, if I go to UK, whatever the trip is, you know, if, if I'm uh, going on this, this return, right, <laughs> to Ghana, am I going to spend that trip taking pictures and posting them so people understand where I am? Yes. And, and, and wait, in and, and one, and one aspect, I can appreciate when people do that because if I'm not able to be there, I'd love seeing that because it puts me in the moment. But for that person, a part of that change could be... I'm just going to live in the moment. I'll post them when I get back, but let me capture, breathe in, intake, whatever you want to call it. Let me take in that moment. I think for your mother and our youngest daughter, they, you could see them thinking about the experience. Mm -hmm. You could see them thinking about the relaxation the actual being in the moment. And then it and it really took them a short minute, both of them, oh, about yeah. the same time. If you remember, it's like the light came on. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, that's cool. Yeah. Because I realized that throughout the whole year, in terms of gifts and tradition, I fulfilled that anyway. Yeah, but so a lot of times we hold back and say, we'll just give it to them at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's what I'm asking. And things like that, I, is where I see personally where tradition stifles change. And I'm not even going to get on the topic of how tradition can stifle a whole culture or a, a people from really experiencing true change because they are capable no, 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 Keila. But, I've always been like this. No, we're we going to save that for another episode because that goes down so much deeper than where we probably need to take this today, but it's definitely an episode we're going to cover. But for something like that, I really want to talk to someone that has embedded themselves in those studies, but it's, it's a reality. I mean, not being able to change because your condition, let's call it what it is, or you're, Oh, that's just how I am. What's the difference between saying that's just how I am than saying, Oh, your condition. I remember I had a friend that said, Girl, that's just, they just going to have to love me the way I am. I'm like, oh, so you're conditioned. And you want the person that you think should love you based on your conditioning. Not not your genuine self, but your conditioning. Because right. <laughs> you're still learning what you like, love, and don't like as, as an individual. You want this new person to love you for your conditioned self. 
how's that gonna work? That's gonna work fine. For she them. could never answer that. That's because they don't. And know. that's the challenge. That's the challenge. So, from a relationship standpoint, a male's perspective, sir. And then we will close this out from here. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think their husbands should do exactly Mm -hmm. what their wives tell them. You know what? Happy wife, happy life, and just the hell with being a man and being a husband. Happy wife, happy life. Forget your feelings. Forget all your hopes, all your dreams. (laughs) Forget okay. all the you, good you, you thought you was going to do now. in the world. You thought say little brother now. now. Let's go out here. <laughs> Seriously, though, like, for real. For real. Because this might help somebody. I, I kind of share transparently, you know, like when we were, what was it, 30s? Yeah. 25? See, I, I, I wasn't ready for you to be that person. Uh-huh. What so, person? The person that says, this is just who I am. Oh. Because, because I was so... Well, no, I watched you and all other facets of your life give certain things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I watched what you, what you, yes. Very loyal. And I was talking to my buddy. I said, man. When I'm all in, I'm all in. But don't try me. Crazy disclaimer, here comes. What you say? No, I said, don't try me. In in other words. Crazy disclaimer. Don't, don't, um, what do I tell people? Like, don't, like, I don't like when people. I don't like when people try me, man. Don't take my kindness for weakness. I told you. I told you. Whatever. I work too hard for people to try me in that capacity, especially when I know I try to do things in that's in the best interest of a greater good. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that conceitiously, but don't try me. You don't try to say that what? Huh? Conceitiously? Conceitedly, excuse Conceitedly. me. Okay, I'm gonna say, dang, I'm gonna learn a new word. <laughs> I'm gonna look that shit up, son. Hey, that's a new one. You know exactly what I'm trying to say. I got you. Hopefully, you do too, listeners. I love y'all. But no, so I wasn't trying to call you. I really thought it was a new you word. cool. Hey, I no love trouble. loss. No love loss, love. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, from a guy's perspective, the best thing I can say is. Like I said, I watched you and other parts of your life just go hard. Mm-hmm. And so I refused to feel that you couldn't do the same for me. Yeah. And so I wasn't letting too. you off the hook. Because you ain't going to let me off the hook. Nope. I know. So I wasn't going to let you off the hook. Even if it meant you be mad at me for a little bit, you'll get over it. I did. It was for us. <laughs> so that's just a fight I was willing to fight. Yeah. But no, I mean, nobody can afford to ever say those words unless you're 67 years old. You go with the 67. Because when you're 67, you do what the hell you want to do. <laughs> Period. But, like I said, I mean, just, I know I keep saying, like I said, you I'm good. on one today. But, um, people just need to do better. Yeah. Strive, strive for just to be a better person. Just a little bit every day. You know, like, I push myself out of my comfort zones. I don't like happy hour type gatherings. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will enjoy that same restaurant on a empty Tuesday and be very happy. Very happy. But that's just who I am. Right. So, but it's not fair to you for me to be just as who I am if you like to go out and be social. But I'm an introvert. Yeah, but you like to be more social than me. Mm, and I'm needed. not an introvert. When needed. I'm just an asshole. But that's something completely different. No, you're not. That's the scientific name for it. 
Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having a uh, on the side. I'm having a carajillo. Did I say it right? Carajillo. Yeah, that's what I'm having right now. From Mexico. Well, no, nah, this is from uh, the liquor store down the street. Well, it's from liquor store down. And the some street. coffee. But we experienced that drink for the first time in September of 2019. What? In Mexico. Mexico. And the young man made us a drink, and he said, this is a carajillo. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm having it here. And I'll probably be up to about four in the morning, walking in circles. <laughs> but it's worth it. So anyway, anyway, you, you kind of got derailed, but I, I understand what you're saying um, from a relationship standpoint. And what I wanted to capture was just basically that male perspective because fight. Men we're just in fight such, for what you believe in, fellas. That's what? it. Fight for what you believe in. Oh, like I refuse to, like I said, I refuse to settle and I would settle letting you quote unquote settle mm. and for the. That's good. Strong feminist ladies that are saying, I'm not letting her do anything. Please don't misunderstand me. I don't want to get too me or me too. Me. I'm just saying. They know it ain't even what time it is. I know it ain't what time it is. But This is a partnership. Okay. Like For sure. brothers and stuff. For sure. But not like brothers. <laughs> not like brothers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that was a little Forrest Gump uh, clip. <laughs> Word. But no, I mean, you, you do. You have to fight for what you believe in. In, in all things, but definitely in your relationship, and that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But um, if I'm if I'm messing up, you know, I expect the same. And speaking of, I mean, think about how often you tell me I'm hard on myself. Yes. Like, oh, you're so hard on yourself. It's not that I'm hard on myself. I am always taking assessment of Pete. Always, I take assessment to see what I'm like in the snow when it's raining, <laughs> if it's hot, temperature is just right, if it's cold. If it's cloudy, if it's sunny, if there's a hurricane in the fort, I don't give a damn. I'm taking assessment of Pete in all different situations because you never know when you're going to be in a situation and your lack of honesty with yourself could lead to your own demise or failure. This is true. This I is was true. cold. Write that down. <laughs> I like that too. Look at you. Hey, I'm on it. You're going to have a book in two years. I am. call that right now. Uh, I need a ghostwriter. y'all heard it here first. I need a ghostwriter. Pete is going to have uh, a book. Because Pete don't like to write. In two years. You ain't got to like to write. That's what, I'm, that's what you got to do. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We got this. Yeah. So anyway, to close this out, you know what I'm saying? I think that was um, just looking at everything going on. You know, in our previous episodes, when we had Play Odds on here, we talked a lot about what we was going to see in 2020. And it's so crazy. A lot of what we had talked about before the new years actually came to pass and it's just so much more i'll probably do some sound bites and clips on that because i mean the listeners probably won't even believe it but we truly did have those conversations before the new years and there were so many nuggets that were dropped but just understanding the the things that you know these newer generations are going to contend with i think change actually needs to be at the helm of anything that we do and the question as to why 
are we in a particular spot that we're in whether it's as an individual as a woman as a man trying to achieve certain goals whether that's you know career goals relationship goals whatever it is that you're trying to get to that change are you you, i got background music yeah you go ahead i got your background music okay thank you Whatever that change might be that you're trying to achieve is, and I think we talked about this a number of times, but that that self-reflection, that self-assessment right there, man, listen, it's not pretty. Nobody said it ever would be, but it is absolutely necessary. So again, man, shout out to Michael Monster Harris. When we come from this segment, when we talk about the literary, sometimes we'll come from books, we'll come from people's posts, um, and it goes beyond a meme, man. We, we got to be in a place of elevating one another, and we cannot be afraid of reproach. We cannot be afraid of the corrections that we may get from one another. I don't care if it's through a book or a post. If it hits your soul and something is sounding <laughs> off to you, and you know that that is where you might be in a place, man, take that to heart. I think at the helm of everything that we know we need to do, change is paramount. And we are crippled by so many things that impact how we view change for ourselves and those around us. Amen. When we know better, we do better. What you got, Pete, other than this, this uh-huh. serenade? And I am so scared to play this back. It's going it to feel real like good. Sounding, Come on. Singing some little change. No, no, Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? If you want to make the world a better place, take yeah, a look man. at yourself yeah. and make that change. Seriously, let's let's close this out. So, so that song can go you either know, way. Listeners probably got their heads on the pillow. Um, I like the fact that some folks go to sleep with the mic in their ear, but they also come back. But we also need to get some shut eyes. So what's what you got? If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself made that change and that song wasn't just made for the strippers it was made for everybody and on that note listen y'all on that (laughs) note man like straight up on that note we will see y'all next week man hopefully the weekend that is approaching brings you all some some good reflection and most importantly some good rest man it's only one of you nobody can duplicate you so let's get in get in that mindset, man, and, and let's let's make some stuff happen. Shout out to the dancers. Make that change. <laughs> Especially if you got a private one. Okay.